Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. Today we're joined by Carol Peterson, who's going to explain the new exciting things she is embarking on in her life. Thank you for joining us, Carol. Oh, thank you so much, Linda. I'm I'm not so directly involved with compounding LDN anymore, but I do follow this. I'm really interested in, in the most successful aging we can have. And so I spent many years uh, directly with bioidentical hormones, which I think are a huge piece for people. And I'm continuing that work, and you might find this interesting, is I'm working with Quicksilver Scientific, and we, they've developed a dosage form that has phospholipids in it. And depending on whether the substance is water-soluble or fat-soluble, you can do a nanoemulsion or a nanoliposome, uh, depending on your substance. And we're about to reach out to pharmacies to compound with this for hormones. And actually, one of the first pharmacists I talked to about this uh, does a lot of compounding with LDN. So his question to me was, wouldn't this be adaptable to LDN? And probably yes. We haven't we haven't done that yet, but it would be a phospholipid dosage form that you could use under the tongue. Um, and in this case, it's going to be extremely well absorbed. We have really excellent data with using only tiny amounts of hormones will give, give you good blood levels and good function. So this could open up a whole wide area for a new dosage form for LDN. So maybe if we talk in a year, it'll be out there everywhere. <laughs> I, I hope. Another potential would be to use it on the skin because phospholipid dosage forms go through the skin very well. So maybe that tinier and tinier doses of LDN would be appropriate. So it's kind of exciting for me. I'm also working with another company, well, two companies joined together and they are uh, US enzymes and master supplements. So all my years of working with hormones is such a big pillar of having a successful aging process. I've added another two pillars. I think this is so important, uh, a column of what's gonna hold you up for your, your, your aging. And I, I think this is quite phenomenal. And just yesterday, um, we've introduced, we're introducing with Master Supplements, US Enzyme, a beta glucan. And why this should be interesting to anybody who uses LDN is it's such a major stimulator of your immune system. And this company has gotten uh, one three beta glucan, which is a, a linear, and they say, has the most positive effect on your immune system and should be applicable to any autoimmune disease. So 
that's kind of exciting for me. So there's all these bridges from one place to another. And what else can I say? I'm, I'm doing some uh, consulting online. I have a Facebook page and I've named it the Wellness by Design Project. And also I have a um, website and I, I do individual consultations. Um, if people want to work with me, they can. And this is not a big part of what I'm doing. I'm more interested in getting information out there. So I, I have a blog. I've been writing for the A4M website, worldhealth.net. And this gives me a huge, huge voice that I was actually missing before. And I really am interested in, in helping a huge amount of people. And that's really, Linda, that's exactly what you've done. Uh, I, I am just in awe of what, what a person can do when they're determined and what they can build. I, you are such a inspiring person to follow. So that's where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's really exciting, isn't it? You've got your platform, but now you're going to, to go for it, which is amazing. So tell me a bit more um, about the, um, the carrier that you can put on the skin for LDN. Not being medical or any pharmacy background to me, it's, you know, what is the difference between what you're talking about, or liquid or topical lotion. Okay, whether it's your mucous membrane in your mouth, which is really, except for the mucus, it's skin too. And uh, your whole esophagus is skin too, if you turn it inside out. But what, what happens is that you get an enhanced absorption with the phospholipids and these are actually good for you too. Your skin, every cell in your body needs those lipids, the phospholipids to uh, put in their cell membrane. So it actually could be used as a supplement all on its own. So, so therefore, I'm really excited about this because you're feeding the body also with the dosage form instead of introducing chemicals, which I'm really Again, so I think there's a danger in the compounding world. And I think people should pay attention what their stuff is put into. I, I had a call from a woman. I had a nice conference with her. And she called me because that was her number one concern with a um, bioidentical hormone product. And she finally looked at all the ingredients in the cream base that she was getting and she was horrified as she looked up every single one, one by one. And that's 100% of what I'm concerned about. If you're using something that you're going to be using all the time, you shouldn't be introducing things that could be potentially harmful or accumulate. We've got to, we've got to consider our poor livers because we, we're asking a lot of our livers in this toxic world. So there's no sense in adding to that toxicity. Yes, we want to be using some things to help us, but don't introduce unhelpful things along with it. Um, so it's just phosphatidylcholine and uh, different assorted um, similar molecules. And there's, um, I think there's a little MCT oil in it. Lecithin has a phosphatidylcholine and, and associated molecules. So it's kind of an interesting thing. And um, I'm, I'm certainly 
going to point that bug into compounders' ears when we get it out there. I think this dosage form has much more applications than just the hormones. Mm -hmm. So would it be a case of using less LDN, which would make it more effective in that way, or would the dosing remain the same? Um, we Probably the first thing to do would be to try equal dosing and see what, what happens. But potentially, this will be um, less. You need less. And I'll use a, a hormone analogy like progesterone. I'm really against uh, using low-dose progesterone um, over-the-counter creams where they deliver 20, 30 milligrams of progesterone. And women actually do have a hard time with this. They stimulate estrogen and yet can't fill in all the things that progesterone needs to do with that little amount. And they're miserable and they hate progesterone. That, that woman who is so anxious and can't sleep and irritable, rage, um, <laughs> water retention, breast soreness, she needs like 200 or 300 milligrams uh, maybe in a cream. And then when you think about that in a cream, uh, the rate of absorption through creams, through the array of creams available in compounding, you may have only 10% to maybe a maximum of 80% absorption. Uh, that's, that's a thing that people don't understand that what you put on is not necessarily in. And this would apply with this dosage form too. But with the phospholipid progesterone, um, uh, Dr. Shade, who uh, is, is the owner of Quicksilver Scientific, said that he was able to get a luteal phase, uh, 20 nanograms per deciliter, this is high luteal phase level, with only 20 milligrams of progesterone. Whereas I just said it might take 200, 300 milligrams to do that adequately for a woman. A lot of the times, um, in conventional medicine, those low-dose progesterones are poo-poo because you can't see it in the in the blood. And of course you can't see it because it's so tiny. It's <laughs> just, just too weird. So I'm a, a real advocate of making sure there's enough. So um, probably there'd have to be some adjustment with people and what's working, what's not, or maybe something's not working so well. Maybe it really is an absorption problem with, with some people who are not getting the results they could be from LDN by changing the dosage form might be just the key. Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting. So for people listening who think that you'd be able to help them with their issues with, with hormones and, and so on, how do they get hold of you? Could you give us your website address? Sure. It's www.thewellnessbydesignproject.com. And I, I chose it. It's, it's rather long, but... Um, this was my web designer's idea, the project, because um, I used to be more black and white and think people should be able to be on a path and, and uh, be an advocate for what they, they're talking about. And uh, I was pretty, uh, pretty judgmental. Now I realize that we're all on a path <laughs> to, to make our, our health better to make our whole lives more vital 
and we're not we're not going to get to perfection, but we can be on the path and get there. And that's why I said I want to help people with the project of themselves and help them um, get better, get as much better as they can. And as far as that's concerned, unless you're dead, I think you can improve. Would you agree? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So once people contact you for a consultation, how long is the consultation? I'm offering a free 15 minutes um, so we can get acquainted and see if um, people are interested in, in that interaction. And why I think that's important is whenever you're offering the gift of information or you're the messenger, you might not be the right person at the right time. And I don't take that personally. I just feel that I've put a piece in the puzzle and maybe it's going to help later on with somebody else. But if that person is ready to work with me, we can figure that out in that 15 minutes. And then I offer our consultations and then I offer a more extended program that would last over six months with more, more intense coaching. Mm -hmm. And does that involve any testing? I'd like, I'd like to see some testing. And um, so much of the results, it's always clinical, whether it's LDN or whatever. You can't measure specifically very well what your outcomes are if, if you don't have the clinical outcomes, if you're not getting the results you want. Um, uh, testing makes no difference at all. What are you testing for? You can't measure that. What the person tells you how they feel, how they're able to, to operate in the world. That's, a, that's like 99% of what you're doing. But if I have somebody who's really rather complicated, I do like um, Life Extension has a panel. I like the elite panels and for men or women, and they measure the pituitary hormones, thyroid hormones, adrenal hormones, sex hormones, uh, vitamin D, growth or growth hormone with pituitary. So you have this whole measure plus the blood chemistry, plus a blood differential, plus all the all the lipid stuff. And it takes a lot of vials of blood and patients can order this themselves unless they're from New York. Um, it's it's self-directed. You can get your own test. And I love it because you get a bigger picture. If you just go in and have your sex hormones measured, like people will, will do, it doesn't place it in the whole realm of all the endocrine system. And I have, I have a hierarchy of hormones. Uh, so the insulin glucose is the most important, the most primitive of our hormones. And that makes so much difference. And what that what what are we going back to? We're going back to our nourishment, what we eat, how we eat. If that step isn't taken, you could be messing around with sex hormones all day long and not get what where you want. Then adrenal hormones. Uh, if you don't have good adrenal activity, this is this is like life and death. This is a quality of your life. Plus, if you need thyroid, thyroid becomes impossible to take if your adrenals aren't supporting that thyroid activity. And then finally, sex hormones. So a lot of people know they have a hormone problem, but they'll think, 
I know it's my sex hormones because I'm menopausal or men andropausal, but you really need the whole picture to do, do that justice. So I, I like that more comprehensive test if somebody is really not understanding what's going on with their body. And there's a lot you can get there. A test is no good if it doesn't give you direction. And I was really happy. Um, I arranged for a test for a young woman with um, difficult periods, a lot of pain and putting on weight and acne. And I chose a panel and I was so happy because a lot of the things were abnormal. And if you don't have a test that shows you where the abnormalities are, you can't do anything about it. You have no direction. And how many people go to the doctor and have a test and they say, oh, everything's normal. No, you haven't looked at the test results well enough or you haven't picked the right test to use for that patient. So that's, that's another piece of things that are going on. Hmm. I mean, so many people are told, especially with the thyroid, that, oh, it's fine. Your, your levels are great. There's nothing wrong. When people are feeling really ill, <laughs> yes. there is something wrong. I, I myself have secondary hypothyroidism and that is my pituitary TSH, which is what they measure all the time, is simply always low. It's low if I use thyroid, it's low if I don't. It's not, um, and, and I think my pituitary was poisoned. It came from an area of the country with the biggest amount of atrazine in the groundwater and atrazine is a pituitary poison. So I've been working on that, but what do you do when your um, TSH is so low and your other pituitary hormones are, are low, you treat what follows, you treat the thyroid, you treat the adrenals, you treat the um, sex hormone function. So that's how I've been managing myself. But interesting enough, a doctor can look at you and you have every symptom of hypothyroidism and they would take a look at a very low TSH and say, oh, you're hyper. And that's, <laughs> that's because they, they haven't even thought about the secondary, the pituitary actually producing that hormone and being unable to. It's, it's shocking to me how many times they see this. So since I don't work where I was working, I, I follow a lot of Facebook pages. I do follow one on LDN and I follow menopause and osteoporosis and peri. And there are so many people out there that are suffering needlessly. And sometimes they write about their uh, pharma experience, one drug after another, and their lives are devastated. Uh, I want people to know I'm a pharmacist, and I would say renegade pharmacist. Drugs do not return you to health, never, ever. So to go down that pathway, as soon as you start it, you're doomed because the drug is going to cause damage and create more symptoms of discomfort. You're going to add another drug and another drug, and you are doomed to a marginal existence, and none of this is necessary. Well, that's amazing. Well, <laughs> we, we wish you every success, Carol, you know, um, and everybody is aiming for their optimal health. Right, and, and it's achievable. And always, actually, the, the people with the most trouble 
have the greatest gains to, to be made. I'm reading an old book by Andrew Saul called Doctor Yourself, and I love the philosophy, but he is really making a point over and over and over again. Things that we consider illnesses are most often deficiencies in something. And we know enough about biochemistry now and physiology. We're able to target certain nutrients for certain, certain things. And um, the more you know about that, the more tools you have to help yourself. And that's what you have to do in the end. When you go to a doctor with whatever you have, you should be in charge. You are the person who is the buyer and the seller is trying to sell you information or a protocol or something to do. You have to keep that in mind. You would spend a lot more time comparing cars than you do comparing what that doctor is able to offer you. And doctors have forgotten that they are a seller partially because they don't, they offer you a pathway and they're not allowed to deviate from that pathway they're offering. We've got our medical system so in, entrenched in like flowchart medicine that doctors can no longer develop a patient-doctor relationship where they're interested in the patient and go right along with the patient and examine the information out there. And when you think about it, um, you know, we have a whole world of smart people in country after country after country. You know, we have no database that we could really touch into finding that person, say in South Africa, who's gotten wonderful results doing a certain, certain thing. We have no way of knowing that in this age of information, not having access to the world's information on how to keep healthy and at optimal health. Um, it's, it's sad, really. We should be able to do that. Well, fingers crossed that you're <laughs> laying the, the foundations for that. Okay. <laughs> Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.